بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. When we look at the the, the beautiful cluster of ayat that we find in Surah Al-Baqarah that directly relate to uh, the month of Ramadan, you notice a break in the pattern. Initially, Allah talks about fasting. O you who believe, ya ayuhu al-ladina amanu, kutiba alaykum usiyamu kama kutiba ala al-ladina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqun. Allah tells the believers that fasting is prescribed upon you just like it was prescribed upon those before you so you may attain taqwa. There's a purpose to this. It's not something haphazard. It's not something random. It's not something done frivolously. No, there's a very deep reason behind it. There's a significant purpose in connection with it. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that we may increase in piety. So we may increase in remembering Allah, not just theoretically, but practically in our day-to-day lives as we go about our daily affairs. When a person is fasting, you feel that hunger. And every time you feel that hunger, and you want to eat, you want to drink something, but then you don't. Why? Because of Allah. So it's an exercise to increase us in taqwa on a, on a, on a consistent basis throughout the month. In the ayah after that, Allah mentions that it, it's, a, it's a handful of days. It's a limited number of days. This is a form of encouragement. The day, you know, it's not the whole year. It's a handful of days. The message here is that you can do it, try your best if you can. Obviously, some people have health conditions, people have their own situations, but this is the norm generally speaking. And then after that, Allah mentions the month of Ramadan by name. Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. The month of Ramadan is when the Qur'an was sent down to the Prophet ﷺ, when he initially received Iqra, when he initially received revelation ﷺ, was in the month of Ramadan. And this is what truly gives this month significance is that of the Qur'an. And then after that you find what seems to be a break in the pattern. Then it goes from fasting, 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 Ramadan, 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 and then it pivots and there's an entire ayah dedicated from start to finish to dua. وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ And what's amazing about this, if you just look at the beginning of, of this ayah, you find something missing. And the fact that something is missing is done strategically. The Qur'an is extremely nuanced. And this is done with a lot of wisdom. Yasin wal Qur'an al-Hakim. This Qur'an is filled with abundant wisdom. But it's up to us to connect with it and to take notice and to hopefully gradually become wiser people over time because it's not just about what we think. The Qur'an doesn't just teach us what to think, but also how to think and how to analyze things, and how to reflect on things, and why did Allah mention this here, but then Allah didn't mention something else there. It's supposed to encourage us to become more, more thinking people, you could say. So we may reflect and become people who reflect deeply about different things. In this ayah, you notice something, what seems to be not missing, but there's something absent here that you would probably expect based on other ayat in the Qur'an. يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْأَهِلَّةِ قُلْ هِيَ مَوَاقِيتُ لِلنَّاسِ وَالْحَجِّ يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْخَمْرِ وَالْمَيْسِرِ قُلْ فِيهِمَا إِثْمٌ كَبِيرٌ وَمَنَافِعُ لِلنَّاسِ In different ayat in the Qur'an, you find this, this phrase. Allah says, they ask you, meaning the Prophet ﷺ, they ask you regarding some matter, say this as a response. But within this ayah, you find that قُلْ, it's not there. وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي قُلْ فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ That قُلْ is not even there. Because Allah is demonstrating how close He is in, in, in this specific context. When my servants ask you regarding me, I'm near. 
Allah didn't even say, tell them I'm near, say I'm near, right? Allah removed that. When, they, when my servants ask you regarding me, I'm near. فَإِنِّي قريب. And then the, the, the rest of the dua is, is packed with one, one, you know, just one beautiful point after another, one word after another, encouraging us to make dua, to make dua, to make dua. Right? To, even if it's just a little, just to, just to turn to Allah, just to ask Allah, to start somewhere to do something. This ayah is encouraging that spark of dua. It doesn't necessarily mean that a person, they forsake the entire world and their job and their family and they go and they live off, live off in the middle of nowhere, live in the middle of a forest or whatever on an island and just make dua the whole time. That's not the point. This is infused in our daily lives. And then immediately after this ayah, Allah goes back to Ramadan. So you have a certain pattern, one, two, three. And then this entire ayah about dua, then Allah goes back to talking about Ramadan. So from now, one of the ways that we can cultivate our hearts to prepare ourselves for the month of Ramadan is to not only increase in dua, but more so to reflect on what have we been making dua for, what are we asking Allah for, how often, and then how much of it is in connection with dunya and how much of it is in connection with akhirah. We're supposed to turn to, turn to Allah regarding our needs in dunya. We understand that. But then we also have to ask ourselves, how, what's the percentage, what's the ratio between the du'as for dunya and then the du'as for, for akhirah, for hidayah, for guidance, for taqwa, for forgiveness, so on and so forth. Right? We ask Allah to make us from among those who try our best to prepare for Ramadan from now. We ask Allah to allow us and to help us to, to reach Ramadan and to benefit from it as much as we possibly can. We ask Allah to guide all of us and to forgive us. We ask Allah to help all of us and our loved ones to come closer to Him as best we can. Amni Rabbil Alameen. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.